Hello, hello, and welcome back to Heart, Soul, and Roots. My name is Tiffany Durr, and I have with me the lovely... Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode. My name is Nicole Mazzucato, and it's really good to be here again with my lovely friend, Tiffany. Yeah. Who's had a lovely haircut. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I know this is a podcast, but yeah, I cut off like a lot, a lot. (laughs) You did cut off a lot. You did. We've both had haircuts recently. I had a haircut in in when was it in December when I went back to Spain yeah. I had my friend cut my hair and it felt like she cut off half my hair because with curly hair you know you cut off a little bit <laughs> and it yeah yep. it makes it seems like a lot yep yes. yep I know I know she at first straightened it and I was like oh it's not that short and it's kind of straight today because I yeah. just haven't washed it in a few days yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of straight today and I was like oh this isn't too bad but then when it's curly it's like whoop and I was like oh I did. I did take that. There's a lot gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's always that first time you're shampooing it when you're like, where's the rest of yes. it? <laughs> yeah. You're like pulling it, pulling your hand, your fingers through it. And you're like, oh, hang on. Wait, wait. wait. That stopped a bit too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Readjust how much shampoo and conditioner I need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although you don't use shampoo, do you? You, you do the I am, I am only, I'm conditioner all the way. No shampoo. Yeah. I have not purchased a bottle of shampoo for two years now. I think it is more than two years. Oh, good, yeah. good for you. Good for you. Yeah. I, know, I have one daughter that is that way. And it's not the mm. one with the super curly hair. It's heavy, <laughs> but she's like, nope, I'm done with shampoo. And it, her hair always looks great. So she's yeah. just, <laughs> I'm really happy with the results actually. And I have to tell you, I know our pod, this episode is nothing to do with this, but we'll go there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have really big issues with my scalp. So um, like dandruff and psoriasis and stuff like that. And since I've stopped using shampoo, that has massively improved. It's, I think it's the combination of stopping using shampoo. And I always now buy one of those shower heads that have got the beads and like they filter the water. So do you know what Uh I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it's, like a, it's a water filter shower head thing. Yeah, basically. They're really affordable on on I buy it off of Amazon. They're normally they're about, I don't know, anywhere between sort of six and ten euros or something like that. And they oh, make okay. a massive difference, especially if you live in a hard water area. For me anyway, they make a massive difference. I think you need to send us a link and we'll put it in the show notes. We'll yeah. have for that. Yeah, yeah. I will I will do that. Yeah. Okay. There you Yay. go. <laughs> My top tips for overcoming dandruff and psoriasis. Stress, <laughs> stress is another one. I've got to be honest. Stress oh, is, yeah, it stress definitely, difference. it does. And a little bit of rosemary oil goes a long way when you've got um, dandruff and a bit of psoriasis on your head. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So those are my top tips. <laughs> All right. Yay. <laughs> Well, this actually isn't a hair care show. What were we going to talk about today, Nicole? This was your, your topic. You brought up the topic this week. Well, actually it kind of leads into it in a, in a, in a nice non-organic way. (laughs) (laughs) Stress, you know, I, something that's really getting me going at the moment and I'm, I'm, I think I'm definitely experiencing it. I have experienced it and I know a lot of people around me are experiencing it is this overproductivity thing that's going on at the moment. You know, you have to be constantly productive and progressing. It's all about productivity and progression. And Mm -hmm. it feels like there's so much pressure. And I, I, obviously it's kind of maybe, you know, a, a personally perceived pressure that one ends up putting on themselves, you know, just to be constantly doing and producing and growing in all sorts of ways, especially if you run your own business, 
um, or, you know, it's, and it's exhausting and it's very, very stressful. And I'm seeing it all around me that people are just massively burning out left, right and center because of this overproductivity thing that's going on. Yeah. Amen, sister. (laughs) Story of my life. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I think as we're coming, coming out of this pandemic or I don't know what's going on. We're having a reckoning with it right now. We're like, okay, it's just here. And we're not going to, we got to stop freaking out about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are like, I have to make up for this time. Like I had this time at home and I had blah, 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 but now we're not going to use COVID as an excuse anymore. So I have to make it up and I have to push, push, push myself. You know, I got to show how much, how productive I was. I got to, you know, just keep pushing forward. I got to keep, um, you know, I started this personal development. A lot of people kind of, you know, took time and went mm-hmm. within in 2020 and they're like, now I got to keep, I got to keep that. I got to keep growing, growing, growing. Um, I got to, I, I feel you, I feel you. I feel that energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've noticed it around, not just because of, I think it's, it's not just people that are self-employed and that work for themselves. Right. I mean, oh, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> people that are, that are employed are being overworked and run into the ground. I think since the recession companies have very much cut back on, on the amount of people they're hiring. So it's just become the norm now where before it would have been three people doing a job. It's now one person doing that job for maybe the same amount of money or even mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit more, but you're, you're now expected to do many more roles than, you were before and people are really getting worked into the ground and you're seeing it all over the place. Yeah. Well, here in the States, um, we, the baby boomer generation is a lot of them were, they were already retiring, but then they retired early with COVID and there is just a real labor shortage. And so because of that labor shortage, it's the people that are there are taking on more and more is what I've seen here Mm. in the States. Um, just because you, it's so hard to hire people right now. Isn't that weird? It's so hard to hire people. And, and yet there are so many people that, you know, are living on very little money or in poverty or don't, you know, just seem to be lacking in, in, in resources in in basic financial resources to cover their needs. Everything's so expensive. And yet it's really hard to hire people. It's such a weird it is so weird. It mm. is. I know. I've been thinking about that a lot, you know, as I've seen this going on, I'm like, what, there should be a, a balance somewhere. Like, I don't understand why we're so, I don't know. I kind of get it, but again, it's just weird living in it. it. You know, it's just been weird living the last few year, years in general. This yeah. is just another weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I don't, I don't claim to be an economics geek or anything like that. I don't know enough about the way economics work, but my, my little socialist mind is more along the lines of, I mean, just if you're the owner of a company, earn a little bit less, hire some more people and, you know, have a better quality of workforce because people aren't burning out left, right and center. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe that's a naive way of looking at things. Right. And I don't, I don't know, even my capitalist mindset was <laughs> like, um, right. I mean, right now it's just, so it's, there are just, I just know so many people that are trying to hire and they just can't find people. They can't find enough people right now, at least in our area. And I think it's kind of true throughout the U S right now, just because it's, we're just resettling things. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. 
I think there's also been a lot of shifts, especially since the last recession. There's been a lot of shifts in the ways that companies do things. Um, different a lot of shifts in in sort of the laws that protect companies or or protect workers and I I know especially in Spain for example it's become really difficult to get a a permanent contract it's become really hard to get a permanent contract for people and companies just don't want to give them out because it means that the the worker then has a lot of rights that they don't want to give them what is a permanent contract for those of us in the States that don't really have those? Ah, you guys don't have those. So a permanent contract um, is where you're, you're, how do I explain it? You have temporary contracts or, or contracts that are just for like a fixed time, like a fixed mm-hmm. period, because okay. let's say, let's say teachers, right? Um, so that I used to be an English teacher in Spain, you would get hired on a, on an annual basis, like a school year basis, so we do, from, do that for teachers. Yeah. Right. Okay. So from September to June, you would get hired from September to June. And then in the summer, you'd have to go off and get another job to cover your ass for the summer months where you weren't being paid for, for the school holidays. Right. Yes. Um, yes. A permanent contract means you're on a rolling contract. So, you know, it's, it's, you sign your contract and that's it. You're hired by that company until you choose to leave or they, have to get rid of you for whatever reason, but then it costs them a lot of money to get rid of you. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it might be similar to like a tenured position, although I'm not that familiar with it at like a college. Um, I work in a state, so Kansas is a right to hire, right to fire state, which means that either you can leave at any time or they can fire you at any time with no warning or reason. And so that's- wow. That's the Kansas law. Yes. So we talk like contracts and stuff. I'm just not that familiar with it. Cause we don't beyond like, I mean, there's like you said, teachers, those types of things do, but like a lot of us do not. That's crazy. So they could just turn around to you and fire you at any time with no reason. Yes. Wow. And you would get no compensation. Um, you can collect unemployment, but you which... don't get any compensation from the company. No, no, mm-mm. no, no. Wow. Like, I mean, I guess like maybe your vacation leave or, you know, the, those types of yeah. things that you have, you might get that paid out. You might get a severance package, mm. but it's not a legal thing that they have to do. Wow. You see, and that sort of thing, those sorts of changes that have come about is, is just, I think has added to this overproductive overproductivity side, you know, this expectation of people that they have to be working really, really hard and putting in all the hours of the day into their job and answering emails, you know, all hours and working from home. And obviously we, I think we talked about this before due to the pandemic, the lines, the boundaries have become really, really blurred because everybody it's suddenly it's acceptable to be working from home. And now there's very little distinction between my work life and my home life but all of these kind of things like like this Kansas law means that people feel that they have to put so much of themselves into a job to keep it mm-hmm. right and it it, exactly. it no longer just becomes I, I, and there's 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 definitely multiple sides to this story I know there are multiple sides to this story you know there are people that have kind of permanent contracts and completely take the piss don't get me wrong <laughs> You know, yes. the, <laughs> the um the Spanish government worker is famous for it, you know. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. <laughs> or civil servant as we'd call it here. 
um, mm. you know, they're, they're, they are absolutely famous for it. And it's like everybody wants to get a job with the government because you know that you're set for life and no matter what you do, they can't get rid of you. So you can basically wow. sit around scratching your balls all day if you want and you've nobody can get rid of you type thing. Wow. So there right. are flip sides to this. I get that. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so when you, so if you, if you were a person that, you know, is in this pattern, like you can just, so let's say one of our listeners, let me see if I can ask this a different way. Let's say one of our listeners, listeners is like, oh yeah, I'm totally in that pattern of just trying to be more and more productive, trying to, you know, constantly on, um, constantly, you know, trying to be super productive and show how productive I am what kind of advice would you give them or what, what do you think, what, what would be helpful for them to hear? It's, it's, it's different. It's, it's different. I think if you're employed as to, if you're self-employed, mm-hmm. I think, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who's self-employed and you know, his, his son was saying to, he's, he was about to go out with his son and he was like, I just need to finish, you know, kind of uploading this thumbnail so I can put this video on YouTube. And his son was like, well, oh, daddy, you're always, work- why are you always working? And he was like, oh, you know, because I kind of have to, you know, <laughs> he was like, can't you just tell your boss that you're not going to work today? <laughs> and he was like, I am my boss, you know, and he, he, but he was just like, I have to be on all the time because I have a family I have a family to raise and and to support and and this that and the other his wife also works but you know his business depends on him producing content and putting himself out there but there has to be some sort of limitations doesn't there there has to be some sort of marker that's yeah so I was just listening to a book <laughs> or not I feel like I say this every time and they're talking about burnout mm. and it was it was a um it's a network marketing book And he was talking about how to prevent burnout because, you know, as a self-employed person, you do tend to feel this pressure to be on all the time. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, you actually create less space and make it even harder to continue to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you set boundaries and, um, give yourself hours, just like you would, if it was a nine to five job then usually during those hours, you're even more productive because you've taken the time off to go play with your kids and go do those things. And as a self-employed person, you're doing that. So that way you can have the time freedom a lot. Mm -hmm. You're not gaining the time freedom. If you're constantly on and you don't take Mm -hmm. time out for your family. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's really how he was expressing how important it is to take those time, take time off, set your boundaries, set up your time schedule and in your schedule, schedule in the time with your family, mm. schedule in the personal development, you know, meditation, whatever that is for you. Mm. Um, now, of course you don't want to go overboard with, you know, with personal scheduling. Development. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, um, making sure that you, you schedule those things in before you schedule in all the things you have to get done to do your mm. job. Yeah. So you yeah. live the life you want to live. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of the whole point of being self-employed, isn't it? That you, you mm. create, you create the life that you want to lead rather than you live a life that's kind of set up and, and, and dictated by the people, by the people that you work for, by the company that you work for. I grew up in a house where both of my parents were, they ran their own business. They ran it together. 
Um, and it was very much nine to five, you know, my, my mum would come home a little bit earlier. So she was, you know, she'd kind of be there when we came home from school and, and then my dad would come home in the evening and it was, you know, they didn't do work at home. I mean, we didn't really have computers in, you know what I mean? Like we didn't really have computers and, and cell phones and things like that. So, so it wasn't really ever we didn't really see that in our home except for high season when we were all kind of, you know, chipping in and helping out and, you know, folding boxes and stuffing boxes and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like a, a like a sweatshop or anything. It was, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was a family business. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, there was a clear distinction, you know, they would go to the office during the day and then they would come back and in the evening it, that was it. There was no work to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. My parents, so my dad, his job when he, he was on a lot, (laughs) um, they would, I know they call the house and would look at the caller date and I'm like, Oh, here you go, dad. One of the stations is calling you, (laughs) but it was still, even, even with that, it was still an on and off time. So there was still that separation, but yeah, you're right. Being able to bring your laptop home and your cell phone and all that. You're always, it's so easy to connect. Um, one thing I was going to say, you know, you're talking about your friend and how he was, you know, his dad, his kids, like, can't you just tell your boss? The other thing that I was just thought of is, um, how are you showing up when you're feeling that all burnt out energy? And how much more productive could you be if you were coming in with fresh, new energy rather than stressed, exhausted energy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think this is what's happening to a lot of people. And I'm seeing it time and time again with people where people are just disappearing off of their platforms, what, what, you know, whether they're marketing themselves through social media. And it happened to me, you know, I, I kind of went all in for a while and was really all over it. And then I completely burnt out just completely and couldn't, could barely open up my laptop again for, for a while. And I've, like I say, I keep seeing it with people where they just disappear. They fall off, they fall off the face of the social media earth mm-hmm. for a couple of months. And then they come back and they're like, I just needed, I had, couldn't do it. I had to take some time out and, and figure out a new way to do things because this just wasn't working for me. And I do feel that this is a very masculine way of working. Yes. It's a very masculine driven way of working. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I tend to be, I tend to get into masculine energy. So I'm not very good at identifying it sometimes or figuring out how to flip it very well. Um, (laughs) but I agree and I see it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the female business leaders or, or, you know, female entrepreneurs that I follow and that I talk to, it's very much about finding a a female way that works for, works for you. And we've talked about this before, haven't we? We've talked about cycles and, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the female cycle, the male cycle and finding a way that works for us. And, and I say us as a collective, I don't mean that. I think us as individuals, because we're all different, right? We all have different things that we're juggling. You have a full-time job. You've got a family, you've got a farm, you've got your doTERRA business, yes. <laughs> which makes my brain explode, by the way. <laughs> I, just... I just got lots of energy. I just keep going. <laughs> and I keep asking you, don't I? I'm like, how do you do it? <laughs> it's just... 
you know, I, I get that question all the time and I'm like, I don't know. I just do like, I just, I just do it. I don't really know how I do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are just amazing. I don't know where you get that. I don't, I, I don't know where you get the time to do all of this stuff. Like honestly, cause you're also doing your self-development and you're, you, you just, I know that sometimes, and we have talked about this, you and I, I know that sometimes some things may end up with less attention and then you kind of need to, you, you need to readjust. readjust. Yeah. Boundaries. Um, I'm getting better and better about boundaries too, mm, because yeah. that's how, that's how you end up doing, taking on lots of stuff is not having boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but the things that I have now are all things I want. I want to be a part of, I want to be doing. Mm, yeah. so it makes it big big difference. I think it does make a big difference. And, and I know that when, when I took on this, this new job and I really had to reflect and say, okay, I'm going to definitely have to leave some stuff behind. Cause there's no way that I can carry on doing, you know, a million things. And, and so I've had to, okay, I'm going to limit the number of clients I work with a month. I will continue with the podcast because I know that the podcast is, is something that lights me up and lifts me up. But then in terms of my own business, it was like, okay, what is it that I actually enjoy doing? And what's the stuff that I just, you know, is such a chore for me that it's, it's, um, it's almost damaging in a sense. And I just had to choose to let a lot of that go and just stick with the stuff that really actually fulfills me and, and gets me going. And, and I, when I sit down to do it, I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saying yes to the things that light you up. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Which doesn't mean that we're not, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't do stuff that, that is more challenging or more difficult or, you know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not cooking, that. but yeah. I still do it. My yeah. family still eats. <laughs> <laughs> still feed them. Yeah. Yes. But I guess finding, we talked about this also in another episode. We talked about the um, automate, delegate, and eliminate, right? Yes. Yes. That was one of my favorites. And, um, I do delegate, like I have an amazing person who comes every Friday. No, not Friday. Now she comes every Saturday and cleans our house. And it's not like the person that just comes in and does like the dusting and the mopping. Like she puts our shit away because we are terrible at it. (laughs) (laughs) I, she comes in, there's crap all over the counters. There's stuff everywhere. (laughs) Laundry needs to be folded and she does it. And it's amazing. And it's one of my favorite investments that I do. It brings me so much joy because like on Saturday, Chevy had a gymnastics meet. So we went to the gymnastics meet and I came home and my house was sparkly clean and it was amazing worth every penny. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's, and that's one, that's an important tool, isn't it? It's an important Mm -hmm. resource, I think, to be able to reach out and say, okay, I'm going to not do this anymore. I'm going to hand this over to someone else, or I'm just going to stop doing something completely yes. because it, it's, it's not, it, I've got too much on my plate. And at the end of the day, there's only so many plates that you can spin for so long before one or all of them come crashing down. And then you're just heading straight for burnout. Yes. Yeah. And that's the one thing you don't want. I mean, especially if you're self-employed, right? Because mm-hmm. when you burn out, who's going to do it? Yeah. 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 yeah, you're it. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you kind of got to figure out a balance and, um, those types of things. And also at work too, because, you know, if you like in Kansas, <laughs> um, you want to be, you want to be on 
and working really, really well, but you also don't want to go to where you're burnt out and feeling miserable at work because you're not going to perform as well, well, which will ultimately lead to exactly what you're fearing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that balance, keeping that balance is very important. I there's, you know, work-life balance is bullshit. Like we can say that, (laughs) but you still have to figure something out your balance. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that, that, I think that work-life balance has just become the biggest fallacy of our time. Right. It's just, (laughs) yes. Have you ever watched the movie? I listened to the book first, but, um, she has it all or something like that. It's several years old, but it, Sarah Jessica Parker is the main character. And on the outside, she looks like she has the perfect life. And on the inside, it just like shows how it's completely falling apart and she's doing way too much. And yeah, cause she has like the big career and the big, and you know, the family and this and that and everything. And it was just too much, which yeah. it can be. Yeah. 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 For sure. Count counting our blessings, but without losing the joy. Right. And I, I think, yeah. I think that is something, you know, when, when we're doing too much, when we're in this kind of overproductive, over progressive place of, and I don't, I don't know about you. I see coming up on coming up all over the place on my feeds and everything, obviously, because they know that I'm, I'm a coach and that I'm self-employed and this, that, and the other, it's like, Oh, you know, you here, I, I got a message today from somebody. Oh, you know, I represent this guy and he helps people get to like, you know, $20,000 a month in, in 90 days and stuff like this. Are you interested? And I'm like, do you know what? Piss off. I'm actually quite happy where I am at the moment. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I'm happy with where I'm at and I don't need to be reaching for that star right now. That's not where I don't need that. And I refuse to get kind of drawn into the pressure that I have to be in order to be successful at what I do. I have to be earning 20 or 30 or 40 grand a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Way to go, Nicole, way to be like, no, mm-mm. not me, not what I want. Not this time. Yeah. I, I just, it's for me at the moment, it's so much more important to hold on to my joy than to be earning, you know, 20 or 30 grand a month, killing myself in the process, getting there. Right. What's it worth then? Is it really worth it? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, what do we want out of life? Yeah. Joy, happiness. I mean, it's sort of some like the number one answers. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, not to say that having money is bad. That's definitely not what I'm saying. Not even close to what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying either. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm just saying at, at what costs are you, you know, and there's, you know, I think that there are times, there are times to push really hard. Mm-hmm. And then there are times to not do that, to yeah. maintain, to recalibrate, to go within those types mm-hmm. of things. So, and it's about, that is a balance (laughs) in some ways. Um, you know, like I know specifically in doTERRA, my doTERRA business, there are months where I play all out and, you know, lots of recruiting, lots of teaching, lots of whatever, you know, I'm going for next rank or whatever that is, whatever it is, or getting back to a rank that I've had before. Um, but then I know that the following month is going to be, you know, like recuperating. It doesn't mean I'm stopping. I'm not stopping, yeah. but it's a different speed and it's a different mode that yeah. I'm going at. 
Yeah. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's waves, you know, you can only, you can only push at your maximum for a certain amount of time at the end of the day. Do you know, like, and this is, again, this is going to be different for everyone, but I feel like I can, I can give of myself a, a maximum amount of time. And then I need that retreat. I need that hibernation to, to just kind of come back into myself. It's, 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 and again, I come back to the female cycle, you know, we have these peaks and troughs where it's like at our peak, we can, we can give and we can give and we can create amazing things and we can do amazing things. And then we have that kind of, you know, that season, that winter season where it's time to come into ourselves and, and be more introspective and be more quiet and not give of ourselves and not be so out there. And that's mm -hmm. our kind of recuperation period. And I, you know, that you could say that for, for seasons of the seasons of the year or whatever, what's your, what's your kind of seasonal cycle, like in terms of your productivity, because we can't be constantly producing at 100%. It's no. just not sustainable. Nothing in nature does that. Yeah. Nothing in nature does that. Mm. And so we shouldn't be because as much as some people want to have their own reality where we are not a part of nature, we are a part of nature. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. We are not <laughs> machines yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are natural and, um, you know, trees, they have, they have, everything has cycles. Mm. And so you naturally should have a cycle and being on all the time, you're going to burn yourself out. You know, if you, there's, there's actually an herbicide. <laughs> I'm sure you're very familiar with it. Roundup the glyphosate glyphosate. I cannot talk today. Um, but what that actually does to a plant is it makes it grow itself to death. Like it just grows rapid, accelerated growth wow. and it gets really twisted up and everything. And what it's doing is it's literally growing itself to death. And so don't do that to yourself. That's what That's I'm trying to really say. Really sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's super rapid growth. And so, and so that, and, and it just grows to die. Yes. That's, yes. that's really, that's really sad. It is really sad. And so what it, it doesn't, it doesn't allow it to, it doesn't allow it to spread its seed. What is right. Right. And then it's, and so it does it like really accelerated, like within a, like it does it for like three or four days, super mm -hmm. fast. And then it's yeah, dead because yeah. it's used all of its energy It's used all of its energy up and it's gone. Oh, so, wow. Especially yeah. it's, it's meant for annuals. So annuals have, you know, a life cycle of one year or less. Mm -hmm. And so for the, I mean, it does work for other things too. For all y'all, they're getting mad at me right now. It's not just for annuals. I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> it's originally kind of focused at weeds in like agricultural fields, those annual weeds in agricultural fields. Right. And that's what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that just a reflection of our overconsumption in general, which is all part of this overproductive, overproductivity cycle that we're in? You know, we have mm -hmm. to constantly produce. We're constantly pressuring the earth to overproduce and produce too quickly and not respecting the earth cycles and the plant cycles. And, and look what we're doing. We're damaging the earth as a whole by trying to, you know, trying to outrun her in mm -hmm. a sense and, and force her to to work in a way that doesn't work for her. Right. Right. Dang. This just got real deep, real fast. Nicole. Yeah. 
But it's so it, it's so true. And it doesn't it just feels like we're on this hamster wheel sometimes. And it's just mm-hmm. like, just fucking stop. I want to get off the hamster wheel for a while. <laughs> you know, I just don't want to be running that fast all the time. And now right. that I'm in a place where I'm surrounded by actual humans, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I really miss the cows. But now yeah. that I'm in a <laughs> you do. I do. <laughs> you know, and everybody, there's there is so much kind of. I can feel it. I can feel the stress. I can feel the tension. Mm -hmm. I can feel the pressure around me from people that everybody's in this, in this race against everybody else and in this race against themselves. And it's, it's just so, it's so hard to keep up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And it just, it gets exhausting, right? You don't really see well, I guess you do. Never mind. I'm not going to use that analogy. I'm getting out of nature now. <laughs> I could get myself into trouble. <laughs> yeah, I I just um yeah, I feel like for me anyway, there's there's a clear kind of like I need to put the brakes on and I see it around me. I saw something that was published by Ted on Facebook and on Instagram the other day and it just said make this your mantra, nothing new for now. <laughs> Yes. There's been many times in my life where I needed that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like we're kind of come, what do you think? A natural close here? I think it, so. Can we, is this our natural cycle to end? Our, na- our natural cycle of nothing new for the moment. Just, you know. Yes. Yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop with the courses, stop with the learning, stop with the productivity, the new projects, the new ideas, and just, um, yeah, just take a minute for yourself. Yes. I feel like this conversation has had its own natural cycle and it's been really good. This has been a really good, you know, I wasn't quite sure exactly where this would, I never am. Let's be real. (laughs) We just have really good conversations. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that we made some really good points on not overproducing and what that can lead to and, um, why it's important, why it's important to have cycles, right? Nicole. Mm, yeah. And just being kind to yourself and finding a rhythm that works for you rather than adapting to this bullshit, overproductive, overprogressive rhythm that we're all being kind of led into. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not good for you. Not good for the earth. Not good for anything. <laughs> um, so with that, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Um, if you've liked this, please review us on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, please write us a review. We would love to hear from you. Um, if you have any topics that you would like us to cover, feel free to message us on one of our social medias, uh, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, heart, heart, soul, and roots. And we are also on Facebook. So please feel free to, well, please follow us there. Yeah. So thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Take care, Bye-bye. everyone. Bye. Bye.